raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Licking Donald Trump's boots for years for money and endorsements. Ron DeSantis, you've been a great governor, but you would have never been one without actually begging Donald Trump for that endorsement. And you attacked him in your Nikki book Haley. a year ago. Same thing with Chris Christie as a lobbyist, begging them for COVID money for his special interests in New Jersey, prepping him for the debates last time around. These people are now Monday morning quarterbacking some decision he made. I think the real enemy is not Donald Trump. It's not even Joe Biden. It is the deep state that at least Donald Trump attempted to take on. And if you want somebody who's going to speak truth to power, then vote for somebody who's going to speak the truth to you. Why am I the only person on the stage, at least, who can say that January 6th now does look like it was an inside job? Oh, my. There is no doubt in the debate last night in Alabama that Vivek went to swing. He missed more than he hit. He got, what's the word I'm looking for? Dumb? Dumb. But on this, he starts with January 6th as an inside job, and he just brings the laundry list. That the government lied to us for 20 years about Saudi Arabia's involvement in 9-11. That the great replacement theory is not some grand right-wing conspiracy theory, but a basic statement of the Democratic Party's platform. That the 2020 election was indeed stolen by big tech. That the 2016 election, the one that Trump won for sure, was also one that was stolen from him by the national security establishment <laughs> okay. that actually Thank put you. up the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that they knew was false. There's a reason why I'm the only person That'll on the stage who can Thank say you. these things. That's what it's going to take, not people who were licking his boots one time and now Monday okay. morning quarterbacking and criticizing him when it's convenient. Um, you know, for some people, that was a very, very honest take tony katz as i said 93 wibc good morning in case i i did i don't remember if i said it or not i forget sometimes great replacement theory you understand that when you talk to the uh the nick fuentes of the world these jew hating white supremacists that whole theory is based on the idea that jews are trying to manipulate demographics you understand that if you didn't, now now you know. That's the that's where so much of that comes from. If you take a look at the idea of illegal immigration and wanting to turn people into voters, I think some people look at that and say, oh, that's what they mean. It isn't actually what they mean. There's also an issue with that because if you take a look at people who are trying to become Americans, they are not all people who will side with the political left because ideologically, they don't buy into that. Their own culture, etc. So there's a lot at play here. But holy mackerel. To bring it up, I, I heard that. I'm like, okay, we are, we are done here with Vivek. We are done here with Vivek. The idea that the deep state, the idea that there are people well entrenched in government who have an interest that is not aligned 
with uh, American values and American principles? I think that's easy to say. I think that is absolutely true. That is as factual a statement as there is. The idea that you're going to bring up great replacement, as um, white supremacists do, and it's not going to get a reaction of, sit down, I'm done with you. Well, sit down, Vivek, I'm done with you. That's how ridiculous that statement was. Oh, he had some hits. Oh, he had some hits. And I think for some people, they just, just love him. And in case Trump gets out of this race, he'll be right there. But I haven't seen anything that shows me Trump gets out of this race. It's going to take a lot of jail to do that, which is exactly what Chris Christie was banking on in the debate. The only guy who went after Trump directly. We will discuss it all, break it down. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. There was a moment during yesterday's congressional hearing on anti-Semitism when I was asked if a call for the genocide of Jewish people on our campus would violate our policies. In that moment, I was focused on our university's longstanding policies aligned with the U.S. Constitution, which say that speech alone is not punishable. I was not focused on, but I should have been the irrefutable fact that a call for genocide of Jewish people is a call for some of the most terrible violence human beings can perpetrate. It's a bit late for that. That's the president of University of Pennsylvania, Liz McGill. It's a bit late for that. Oh, I need the sounder? Okay. You're a bit late for that! Tony Katz, 93 WIBC, good morning. The groveling apology from Liz McGill. Does it move the needle? Shouldn't. The non-apology from Claudine Gay, the president of Harvard, does it move the needle? It shouldn't. The only thing that can move the needle are those universities and those alumnists who demand better. Now, let us at least address with some clarity the First Amendment conversation. Do you have the right to scream for genocide? So, for example, from the river to the sea that you keep hearing, that is a call for genocide. That's a call to destroy 
Israel and destroy all the Jews. That's what it is. It has never been anything but. And when people like Rashida Tlaib say that it's a call for strength, there's a reason to throw her out of Congress. She deserves to be thrown out of Congress. For pushing uh, this idea of, well, the extermination of Jews. If you could name for me another group of people by which you could call for their extermination, if you could do that, I'd, I'd be very, very impressed. But you can't doesn't exist it only exists here there is no other way to see it so that's a call to genocide from the river to the sea the jordan river to the mediterranean sea just in case you're curious a lot of people who engage that chant they don't know what it is they don't know what they're chanting for um they're just they're they're taught they're they're little marxists and they just follow along and they think everything is oppressed oppressor, and so they just go along with it. They're know-nothings. Well, it doesn't mean that they're not dangerous. They're just know-nothings. Can you chant that? I believe you can. Now, someone could say to me, could I engage a chant calling for you personally to be harmed, Tony? You're right. I would say that's different. So maybe... My argument doesn't hold. But I want you to know how much I believe in the free speech argument. But I do not believe that the chanting can be done on a college campus. And the very idea that the campus is the place of free speech, I think now plays itself back to the idea of what we talk about regarding high schools. Or workplaces people talk about students having free speech and i've argued they don't have any free speech whatsoever kids don't have free speech in 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 their high school or their middle school no they don't they just don't you don't have free speech in your workplace take a look at me i do this all day i can say anything except i can't Being here comes with a level of restrictions. Now, those restrictions are FCC mandated. But still, it is restriction. Then there are the restrictions that are societal. Things that you could say, but you should not say. In your workplace, there are things you are not allowed to say outside the workplace or within it because you have a responsibility to that employer. If your workplace you own, you only have restrictions based on your your own needs. But you might provide restrictions to others who work for you. The college campus as the place of free speech
unfettered free speech. That, I don't believe, exists. As a place of an exchange of ideas, just like the public square, I'd be fine with. So, for example, if people were discussing, well, does the land belong to the Israelis or does it belong to the Palestinians? That would be a conversation. And you could agree or disagree or walk away or tell someone they're ridiculous, tell someone they're right, all those things. That would be different than saying, it belongs to these people, these other people should die. So different things. But in any part of this, if the language being used, the chanting being used, is to create the atmosphere of threat, which is very obvious what has happened at Harvard, UPenn, uh, MIT, name the other campus, including ones right here in Indiana, then of course it has to be de facto unacceptable. Now you say to me, isn't the threat something that's perceived? Maybe. Because the left always perceives that if I show up on campus or Riley Gaines shows up on campus or Ann Coulter shows up on campus, that it's a threat. They see a threat in everything. How interesting that they don't see the threat in this. So I have no problem with the application of their same rules for them to learn. I think the issue here that is greater is that these university presidents, and not just these three, MIT, University of Pennsylvania, and Harvard, speaking in front of that congressional panel and embarrassing themselves and their universities. I, I think that there, there's, there's so much more to the story is that they never questioned whether or not a chant for genocide is a bad thing. Because, well, it's about Jews, and that's fine. The story here is that we could have 9 million conversations about the free speech aspect, and I don't mind them. I've already shared with you where I can go in a bunch of these conversations. It's that these so-called leaders are totally okay with a call for genocide against Jews, and if you said one questionable word about black people, they would throw you off the campus. If you didn't use the right pronoun, they would throw you off the campus. If you said one thing about women, like you could even describe what a woman is, they would throw you off the campus. A call for genocide of Jews gets defended in front of a congressional panel. That's the story. And I hope some presidents lose their jobs today. And I hope some other presidents get so damn scared. They start actually engaging in leadership. And telling their students how wrong they are when they push for the death of others. Because of the blood that runs through their vein, not an action that was taken. I want to say one thing about the tie to Ukraine, if I may. So foreign policy experience is not the same as foreign policy wisdom. I want everybody at home to know that I was the first person to say we need a reasonable peace deal in Ukraine. 
Now a lot of the neocons are quietly coming along to that position, with the exceptions of Nikki Haley and Joe Biden, who still support this, what I believe is pointless war in Ukraine. And I think those with foreign policy experience, one thing that Joe Biden and Nikki Haley have in common is that neither of them could even state for you three provinces in eastern Ukraine that they want to send our troops to actually fight for. Look at that. This is what I want people to understand. These people have, I mean, she has no idea what the hell the names of those provinces are, but she wants to send our sons and daughters and our troops and our military equipment to go fight it. So reject this myth that they've been selling you, that somebody had a cup of coffee stint at the U.N. and then makes eight million bucks after, has real foreign policy experience. It takes an outsider to see this through. Look at the blank expression. She doesn't know the names of the provinces that she wants to actually fight for. I will admit that Nikki Haley looked terrible in that. The look on her face, the movement of her eyes, she looked awful. I will also say to you that this was not a good debate performance by her. She started off taking, she took every hit right off the bat. She was able to parry pretty dang well. And then it all fell apart. It all fell apart as I see it. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC, good morning, by the way, to the idea of these these provinces. Now, maybe I missed it. It's possible, certainly. I, I have not heard Nikki Haley say she wants to send troops into Ukraine. Let me look that up. Let's do this together. Nikki Haley, troops in Ukraine. I don't think that's been her position. I certainly think the position has been supporting Ukraine against Russian aggression. Supporting Ukraine is is, uh, in the U.S. national interest. Now, calling for troops in Ukraine would be a terrible idea. And I would be absolutely opposed to it. But one of the interesting things, if you talk about the, the, the area, you've got cities, but the idea of provinces sometimes are referred to as areas called oblasts, O-B-L-A-S-T. We talk about Donetsk and and Luhansk in the Donbass, right? These areas that are um, ethnically Russian. Then you've got Kharkiv, and then you've got, I've never pronounced it right, Zaporzhia? It's not easy. And when you have a cold, worse. Certainly if you're going to talk about an area, you should know some things about the area. And I think that for Nikki Haley in that exchange, she was left being somebody who was not able to defend her position, not because she couldn't have a defense, because she didn't try. And some people are going to say, well, she said it later, but everybody was talking over and she couldn't get a word in edgewise. Is this really an argument? She could have said, hold on, everybody. Megan Kelly, Elizabeth Vargas, Elania Johnson, let me, let me have the floor for a minute. And she could have laid out any facts she chose. Everybody would have given it to her. She didn't take it. She did at one moment, I think, name three. But now you're playing his game. See, that's when, when someone engages this stuff, because it was, it was a risk from, from Mama Swami, because what if she had it? What you have to engage is a philosophy. 
You are willing to let Ukraine fall, Vivek. You're willing to let Russia sit on the border of NATO nations. And then they will invade the NATO nations because this is what they do. Of course we're better off putting dollars into support of Ukraine. That is not about saying Ukraine is a perfect nation. It is a much better strategic move. Your strategic move is, I'll let somebody else deal with it. Well, if that's the way you think about your children, that it should be their problem, I think that's pretty screwed up. And I don't think that's very presidential. I certainly don't think that's the work of a grown-up. Guys, I put no thought into this at all. At all. I, I mean, this is the first time I've, I've, I've uttered those words. But that's how easy it would have been to respond. And to Vic on, on the Twitter X, we're not, I'm not disagreeing. Vivek is calling out their records, namely Nikki Haley's. If that makes her look bad, that's on her. Wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. But there's also a way to call things out. And while on this, uh, he engaged a lot of third graderness, but it worked for him. He did it in other places where it didn't. Don't tell me Vivek had a great night. He may have had a great night amongst Trump supporters who are going to vote for Trump anyway and not him. Not for America. Americans didn't see him as some really, really good guy. That didn't happen last night. So let's not kid ourselves. But on that, Nikki Haley was not prepared and could not think fast enough on her feet to engage an answer. That's, uh, this, this is professional politics. One must be ready to the best of one's ability. And she didn't hit it there. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC, good morning. If your health insurance premiums are making you sick, you see how I just sounded right there? Uh, maybe that's how it's making you, making you feel. George and Megan at yourcoverage.net can help. George and Megan have helped countless individuals and families save 30 to 60% on health insurance with superior coverage. George recently saved a family of four $800 a month with the Aetna Network $0 deductible and $0 doctor office copay plan. Now listen to me. This is not a government-sponsored health insurance plan. If you're uninsured, recently lost your job on COBRA, you're paying extremely high rates for Obamacare, or your work coverage, George and Megan will help you if you meet the flexible guidelines for health insurance. Yourcoverage.net will provide you the best coverage at the lowest rate. Their goal is to give you peace of mind and the utmost in health care. Go to yourcoverage.net and see for yourself or call George and Megan. 1-800-491-5500. That's 1-800-491-5500. Or go to yourcoverage.net. That's yourcoverage.net. A premium personalized health care plan managed and designed by you, not the government. Get some uh, housekeeping issues taken care of. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. Now, if I understand it right, um, on Saturday, the IU-Auburn game will be heard on the fan because of events going on on WIBC. So you can catch that over at the fan. So it's just that easy to do. You want to catch IU 
and Auburn. That's 2 p.m. Head on over to 93.5107.5 The Fan, and you can catch that game. IU, Auburn, Saturday, 2 p.m. on The Fan, 93.5107.5 FM. Just that easy. Now, if you were trying to go bowling with Hammer and Nigel, presented by Jack Daniels, that sold out. You cannot go bowling with Hammer and Nigel. They're going to be at Royal Pin Woodland. They're going to be raising money for veterans. Uh, This is January 12th, presented by Jack Daniels. And and yeah, you you can't go. Because people bought lanes. People bought lanes. A lane was 450 bucks at six bowlers. They sold out the whole thing. If you want to go bowling with a drunk Jason Hammer, just show up to any bowling alley in Beach Grove on a Tuesday. There he is. 450 bucks. You people are fantastic. You really are. The economy is rough. The holiday season is here. And you're like, oh, wait, we can help and have fun? I'm in. Uh, you're, you're loved. You are absolutely loved and adored in a way you don't begin to understand. When we t- take what they're doing, right? Because I, I had nothing to do with, 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 with this promotion. I love that Jack is a part of it. Bowling fits them to a T. If I had a bowling competition, people would be like, Tony Katz? Bowling? Nah. Nah, see, it would, wouldn't fly. But when you put an event like this together, you, you're, you're, you're taking a risk. And then you, you put it out to, you know, we, we put it out to you guys. Is this something that you you accept or you want to be a part of? And 99.99 times out of 100, you guys are like, yeah, we're in. We're, we're in, we're down, we love it, let's go have a good time. So this is going to be uh, solid. For the people who are going, uh, there's a beer, there's a silent auction. Um, it's three hours of bowling. There's going to be a pizza buffet. And there's going to be a lot of Jason screaming, Nigel, you cheat. There's going to be a tremendous amount of hammer screaming to Nigel, you cheat. And honestly, I expect someone to get hit be, get hit by a flying pin. This is what I, what I expect. So thank you guys for being uh, supportive of these things. I'm going to get into where the GOP is regarding blocking aid to Ukraine. And it is Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day, to which we will absolutely be people who remember. The history will not be forgotten with us. Of this, I can make a guarantee. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.